Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 596 of the Juicebox Podcast. So this is it. This is the last episode of the Diabetes Variable series with me and Jenny Smith. And today's topic is alcohol. You see how I've timed that to coincide with New Year's? Hmm, that's right. I'm thinking. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Today, I'll be speaking with Jenny Smith. Jenny has had type 1 diabetes since she was a child for over 30 years. She also holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She is a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitors. She's also Jenny from the Juice Box Podcast, so come proper. I really hope you've enjoyed the Variable series. If in the future Jenny and I think up other ones, we'll add them. But if not, they're always there for your needs and enjoyment. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Jenny, this is the last variable we're going to record. Woohoo! We've done it. It's very exciting. I am, that is very exciting. A whole actually. year of recordings of variables. That's that's a lot of variables. I, I'm not kidding. Think at, about it. At one point I looked at the list and I was like, why did I, why, this is not a good idea. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> but it ended up being great, and I really did enjoy it. You obviously brought a ton to it. Um, so last one, alcohol. How is alcohol variable for, for using insulin? Well, alcohol is a variable because alcohol can lower your body's ability to respond to um the typical turnaround hormones that would raise blood sugar, you know, if you have a low. And so alcohol in and of itself, and we're talking like several drinks or even just one drink, depending on how your body tolerates alcohol. Um, and many people I think are kind of confused what to do about alcohol because they feel like, well, if they're drinking like a hard liquor, for example, really doesn't have carbohydrates in it. Right. Okay. So you may not be bolusing for it. And should you know, not, not necessarily, not unless it's mixed with like cranberry juice or orange juice or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but other types of alcohol, such as beer, have a fair amount of alcohol to them. Carbs. Or sorry. Yes. The alcohol carbs. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was sorry. thinking alcohol, alcohol. Um, yes. So there's, you know, I mean, anywhere between 12 to maybe like 22 grams, depending on the size of the bottle or the can or whatever you're drinking. Really? So do you cover the carbs and then what happens later? Right. Do you take insulin to cover the bottle of beer that you're drinking? Do you not? What happens? Most people who don't cover the carbs initially will have a higher blood sugar. So is the concern around bolusing for carbs that are in alcohol that at some point you become inebriated and are not the best shepherd of your blood sugar if it gets low? Those are the good questions to always be thinking about. Yes. Okay. Because in terms of 
low from alcohol. Low from alcohol is a delayed low. It will tend to happen later on. So our typical recommendation on a normal conventional pump, um, it's a little more, it's a little more, I guess, difficult if you're doing injections, but on a pump, you would usually say at the end of the night, let's say you've had several drinks over the course of the evening, it's midnight, you get home. At that point, you want to really decrease your basal insulin delivery because that's when alcohol is likely to come into the picture in terms of hitting you and causing you to go low. And is it the actual alcohol that's bringing you down or is it your or is it the bolus that you used? Or no, if even if you didn't bolus, you would get low afterwards. It shouldn't really be the bolus. I mean again, bolusing has a definite like end point of action, right? right? Let's call it 4 hours just give mm-hmm. or take 3 to 5 hours, 4 hours. Um so if you last bolus at 10 o'clock, you're low at 2 a.m., sure. It could have something to do with some of that bolus still being left in the system, Mm -hmm. but it could also have to do with the way that the liver turns around and deals with, let's call alcohol a toxin, right? So as the liver is dealing with turning that alcohol around and getting rid of it in the body, your liver is also not putting out the typical turnaround for drop in blood sugar, right? You don't have that counter-regulatory hormone production so that your body has some glucose drip coming out of its saved stores to help you. Um, So in that, we usually say for every alcoholic beverage consumed, we really want to take the basal rate down by a certain percent for about two hours per beverage consumed. Okay. So if you had three beverages at the end of the night, the percent that we would take it down would be by 40% of a decrease. And then the time frame to decrease would be about two hours per beverage. Okay. So, so, so you're basically, people might not recognize that your liver is making um, glucose and, you know, and giving it is giving it off like glucose. Is it glucagon or glucagen or how I forget the word. Right. I mean, your body's counter-regulatory hormones essentially coming from the liver are helping your body to essentially put out in the ter- in terms of a low or a drop like that, it's helping your body to put out the glucose, right? Okay. Um, I mean, that's why we have um, glucagon kits, right? Mm-hmm. Glucagon kit is a really quick turnaround of telling your body to um, spit out the glycogen and to turn it around into glucose to sort of bring you up from right. the low. But if you're, if you're taxing your body with enough alcohol, the liver gets focused on that And then as your blood sugar gets low, it doesn't go through that process in the same way. Right, It doesn't go through that big process of counter-regulatory, but also remember the reason that we're taking basal insulin is to counter the production and natural drip drip of glucose into our system. To begin with. So if the liver is busy taking care of alcohol, it's no longer going to help with that normal drip 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 of glucose. And thus your basal is going to be too heavy for you. Okay. In right. layman's terms, yeah, right? No, I no, mean, yeah. I, I, well, listen, I'm, it's not a it's not a deep dive into how the liver works, no. but, but it, it is no. something I don't think people think about for certain. Yeah. No, and I think it's something that often isn't even brought up. Like I, I try really hard with a lot of um, the teens and those heading off to college that I work with. I try to bring up alcohol at some point because mm. it will come into the picture. 
Yeah. I mean, unless your unless your kid has really sworn off because they just don't have any interest in that, at some point, alcohol will be something they need to think about. And it's really important that they know better how to adjust if needed than just say, well, I'm never going to do it. Right. Okay. Does this need a, um, does this need a bigger episode or what do you think? Um comment, what do you have more more questions? No, I just I don't know if it's I don't know. I, I mean it's like, you know, it's if you're if it's beer, beer has carbs. If you're drinking, you know, some harder liquor, there's no carbs in them, but you have to look and see if you're gonna add fruit juice. It just seems like maybe I could understand that when I start, but what happens when I'm like three drinks into it? Like where do I the you know, what do I do when the, when the room starts spinning? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, the big things with alcohol too, that we always recommend is definitely have something to eat with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just alcohol. I mean, you, you probably know that, or maybe you don't, I don't know whether you drink or not, but if you don't, if you drink something on a pretty empty stomach, the impact of that alcohol is faster. Right. You will feel the impact Versus if you have it with a meal or at the end of the meal, or you're drinking it along with the meal, um, it's much of a dumbed down impact, Yeah. which may also then, if you were expecting the impact of alcohol, may lead you to drink more because I'm also <laughs> really? thinking that there might be people who are wanting to get to that spot too. It's a really difficult thing to talk about because you're talking about it from the perspective of how do I do this responsibly? And I don't know that everybody starts an evening of drinking with that in mind to begin with, right? Correct. And you also have to consider, like, I I much feel like if I, and I've only been drunk a handful of times, I am not a drinker. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, in I, fact, I, I can't even, I think the last time I was drunk was probably at my brother's wedding in Aruba. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but Feeling drunk feels very similar to a low blood sugar. Okay. Those tipsy types of, and maybe that's not a symptom of yours, but I very much have a similar feeling with alcohol as well as with a low blood sugar. Yeah. So then comes into the equation. If you're also already not really thinking very well because you have alcohol on board, is your symptom of being drunk? also a symptom of a low that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. And how, right? how well are you going to be able to handle that? I'm So I'm just thinking of uh, a person I met recently whose son was away at college and was not a drinker, not a drinker. And then all of a sudden one night just dove headfirst into it. And then this person had to like drive to a place to like rescue the kid and take them to a hospital. Yes. You know, because then yes. the next problem is, is that you're now around a bunch of drunk people. No one's going to be able to help you. Like, you know, it's not like you have a a designated, what if my blood sugar gets low person here, you know? Right, right. I mean, it's the reason in college that I, 98% of the time, I offered to be the driver when we would go out. And I might have, knowing that we were going to be out for a fair number of hours, I might have like half a beer when we got there. And then I had nothing else the rest of the night, giving it a good, like, four hours (laughs) of clearance time to be able to be like the driver home. Um, I can say with confidence that in my life, I haven't had the equivalent of a case of beer. Like I just don't drink for no reason that I can particularly point out to you other than it's not interesting to me. It's just not a preference. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. I, I just, 
I don't know. Like, I don't even know how you like consume that much. Like, I have a bottle of like flavored like peppy water here. Uh huh. <laughs> and if I tried to drink this whole bottle, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> like I can't drink. It would all be this. too much. I mean, I don't know yeah. what happens when you start putting like hops and barley into it. I'd be like, oh, I'm so full. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, all right. I appreciate this. I know it's it's not yeah. an easy. It's not an easy conversation because there's a lot of perspectives that that need to be taken into account. But I think in general, I mean, at least you could try to follow what Jenny was saying about decreasing your basil and and you know, I right. I, I would add, you know, you got to have some, I I would want to have somebody there that understood my diabetes a little bit who wasn't drinking. But correct, absolutely, and I, I mean, even people ask even about wine. You know, a glass of wine, typical table wine, is somewhere between three to five grams of carb mm-hmm. per you know glass. Should you cover that? I think a lot of it is also experience, okay. right? What do you know about what has happened? And along with what you said, make sure somebody is there who knows you, knows you have diabetes, knows how to help you if you don't seem to be acting the way that you normally would be acting Um, because all of those things very much like all of the things with diabetes in general, take a little bit of experimentation and you have to figure out what works the best for you. Let me let you, I know you have to go, but let me ask you this because I think I remember that this is true when I'm drinking my glucagon won't work as well. Right. That is right. Yeah. Okay. So if you're thinking doesn't matter if I pass out, I'll just use my glucagon. It might not help. It will. I mean, will it turn things around versus nothing at all? Yeah. But it's not going to be the the same impact from what I recall. And I would, I, I mean, I certainly would look it back up, but I'm quite certain nothing has changed about the recommendations and what we know about your glucagon kit and alcohol in the mix together. Yeah. Yes. So read the label on your glucagon if you're expecting it to save you uh, when you're you're drunk because it might not be as impactful as you were hoping. Okay. Jenny, Yay. That, that somehow we made drinking sad and I'm sure everybody. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should, well, people don't see us so they can't tell whether we're smiling or not. Well, yeah, right? I was having a great time talking about it. I'm like, I, I just started thinking like we're taking the thing where people are like, oh, my, my Saturday night happy place. These guys are bumming me out. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much. Gvoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto-injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes, ages 2 and above. Not only is Gvoke Hypopen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. And the Diabetes Variable series began, I guess, technically at episode 231 with the pro tip called Diabetes Pro Tip, Variables. But then the variables proper began at 491 with trampoline, followed by temperature, travel, exercise, hydration, food quality, leaky sites and tunneling, video games, stress, masturbation, school, bad sites, growth hormones, sleep, pump site placement, a full moon, diabetes tech, weight change, Walmart, the final episode, sort of, the last episode, menopause, and today's episode, alcohol. Check them out. They're all available in your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.